Also. Oh, period. Okie dokie artichoke. Hey, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing today? This is episode five, and we hope you enjoy. So, Hobbin, no, I want to ask. I hope you, you enjoy is crazy. It sounds like that was like you were talking in a different lifetime. Like we we're currently doing episode five. No, yeah. But Sorry. I love it. But I love um, it. Should I redo my intro? Like, my bad. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. Oh my God. I think <laughs> someone's like, also, for our listeners, I'm in the same recording space that I always been. But it's just so funny because, you know, people are like are outside. Like, I feel like I'm like in a movie, like I'm the star. <laughs> you're like a fish it's like you're in your what's it not a fishbowl but you are an exhibit at a museum because people are like walking by the window and they get to just 100 what you're doing yeah <laughs> but then what i want to know start off this episode is what's on your mind uh so glad you asked uh anyways what's on my mind is actually if you guys know it is currently february we're in the month of february and if you guys know what that means it is black history month and recently i've been reflecting on black history and i'm just i think obviously we learned a good amount in school which i thought was great however there's so many things i've learned outside of school that pertain to black history and this came up in a recent conversation and it was very interesting because i feel like as an individual i'm a very layered individual like i'm black i'm muslim i'm somali like i'm a child of immigrants like there's so many different aspects to me however You're like an those... onion there's layers to you yes there are layers to me, but <laughs> i also think that plays into the fact that i didn't learn so much about myself and my own history throughout school yes i understand that majority of like this country's history doesn't pertain to me yet like but it's in, in the sense of the people that like history talks about a lot of the time it doesn't really pertain to me like i don't relate to christopher columbus at all i don't think you know very I mean? many people relate to him <laughs> i hope no one does to be honest like that guy is a colonizer <laughs> colonizer but for example like there's i watched a netflix movie about madam cj walker we've had movies like the hidden figure and like hidden figures and it talks about like for example black women that have done so many different things for example madam cj walker for the hair care industry hidden figures yes hidden figures is very like there's some aspects that are dramatized but it talks about women women in nasa and also black women in nasa and the things they did for nasa so it's just like why am i learning this through like movies and not learning this through like the education system the education that we pay taxes system. And to. I don't exactly. And I don't think the education system. Like I think we were very, very blessed with the education system we grew up on. Because I think we did learn so much. However, I think just me being who I am, I would have loved to learn a lot more about Black women, Muslim women, and mm -hmm. also as well as maybe immigrants in this country. Because I think when we talk about immigrants, we talk a lot about the Japanese immigrants on the West Coast, and then everyone that came through immigrant immigration Ellis Island in, and yeah in New that. York as well so I think it wasn't like it was bad but it made me now think in the future god willing if I have kids at some point I would love to take them on trips make them watch movies that they can learn about like people that they can resonate to like they can look at that and be like oh my gosh I like I relate to this upbringing like for example mm -hmm. 
for example, like we go to the African American Museum, I would say a handful amount of times. There was actually a picture I took of Madam C.J. Walker's exhibit in there because I was like, oh my god, I literally watched it. I felt like a little kid, like that, like literally, like learned this in class, and was <laughs> looking at it real time. I was like, I literally watched this Netflix movie, this show. I don't think it's up because I think it was a limited series. But and here I am at the Black History Museum and African American Museum, not Black History, but same thing. Right here I am learning about them in real time and i thought that was really cool it's kind of so. sad it no it's really cool and it's kind of sad but it also just adds to i think a layer of i'm not that i have a child but when <laughs> raising children like you do you can't just depend on education to like give people the knowledge that they need like us for example like that us learning and knowing somali was never going to be taught in the american education system you know like that comes from the home that comes from Hoya and Abba teaching us Somali, teaching us our Dakan, teaching us like our language and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there is 100%. an element of that. However, we are in the American system. So not learning about predominant African-Americans is kind of wild. So, I mean, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head with, with, um, with that. Yeah. And I think obviously what I'm um, take this with like a grain of salt, but I also do think that for those that are listening, like I think a lot of this, like what I'm saying is just from my experiences and what I think my experience had led me to, I think a lot of it is very intentional. Like with the way we're being taught, not saying that like teachers are the ones, I'm saying like the ed- education system and how like history books have been written has been really intentional to make like countries that like I think were colonizing countries, for example, like the Western, the Western countries of the world, it puts them on a pedestal and puts them in like like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh we did this great thing we like basically came into this country took indigenous people out the way we made this land and instead of like assimilating and work living with them we actually ended up just like stealing their land and making this whole country that is the country we live in today but then again everyone and i think a lot of the stuff like you could see what's happening in the world today i think a lot of the times that we look at what's happening we just take it at face value but it's also like maybe wonder why this why is it happening why is this country killing all these people in this other country (laughs) so um um, but not to put a damper in the beginning of not damper not to i'm not here to educate people i'm also i'm just here to explain why i just feel like google is free it's a resource use it you don't exactly you're a lifelong learner people let's not leave the the education didn't stop at the degree. It didn't stop at the diploma, babes. You are a lifelong learner yeah. in this world and in this country, and your your the future generations depend on it. That's a fact. That is that was beautiful. Put that on a t shirt. Thank you. Future generations depend on it. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, are you gonna ask me what's on my mind? You was always on my mind. I'm kidding. Um What's on your lips? Thank you for asking. Let me hear Um, it. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna actually pivot completely because I think we went from a very insightful, insightful, powerful conversation to something that's just really, I I don't know where it stemmed from because I was watching TV and I think I don't know what what show I was watching though. That's why I don't remember. But somebody said something like along the lines of, "Oh, no offense," but and then they went in to to offend the person. And what's been mm. on my mind is why do people even say no offense? Like you are bound to offend the person you were going, you're going to say something offensive. And that is not your place to determine whether or not 
they're going to have an emotional reaction to what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I just, I feel like there was, there's always going to be offense. And I understand a sense of, okay, let's share our opinion. Like, you know, I'm going to share my opinion here, but I don't want you to react is essentially what you're saying. Like they're trying to give like a trigger warning, but mm-hmm. in my head, you're going to get offended. I'm going to get offended. Like what just either, what was, what did we learn as a kid? Um, if you if don't, if you don't have anything on. nice to say, don't say anything at say, all. Don't say it at all. Yeah. Like what happened to that? Like what happened to people just keeping their mouth shut? If they feel like you're going to say something mean, just don't say it. Sometimes your opinion is not asked for nor needed. And I, you're, it's also not, you can't determine how someone's going to react or feel. So don't try to police them beforehand. So I don't know. I always, I feel like no offense to just be erased from this world. Um, mm. And because if you're going to say, it's like someone saying some an apology and then following it up with a but. It's like your apology doesn't matter. You know what Let's I mean? Now you're just going to, you know what I mean? Now you're just going to say something that's going to negate everything you've said before. And I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel about no offense. And I just feel like I need to get that off my chest because I saw that happen on TV. And I'm like, offense is taken. I'm sorry. No, I agree to that too because I'm, I feel like I'm always in this mindset where I can, you can only control what you say. You obviously can't control how people act, like not act or react to it, like you were saying. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, I mean, I see a lot on TV shows like no offense, but no offense this, no offense that. So it's just like, I mean, if you have that relationship with someone and you know that you could say something full blunt, just like out there, I pride you on that. Like, that's amazing. Round of applause for you yeah. too, because I don't, like, I don't, I feel like bluntness is very rare. And if you can be blunt with someone, period, that's awesome. However, and there's the no, the, I was going to say, but the no, like, I think from like me conversing with someone saying no offense, but it's just like the butt though like just like you know if it's no offense like someone's gonna take offense so what's what's tea with that like what let's be real yeah and i don't know people going to like going on about bluntness bluntness i'm sorry like people who also just pride themselves on being blunt they're like oh i'm just really like you took the words out of my head bro sorry (laughs) no you're good i literally Um, thought i was thinking that exact same thing the second you said that i was like bro that's crazy. People that pride themselves. It's like a podcast is called Think Twice. <laughs> we should change it to think the same. Kidding. Honestly, at this rate. But yeah. people who are just brutally honest and pride themselves on that, I'm like, no, you pride yourself on being mean. There are like certain, there are just certain things that just don't need to be said. You know what I mean? They don't need to be shared. Like yeah. either I know it or I don't. And if it's being brutally honest, like somebody needs a, what's it called? An, in What do you call it? When you want to give some, like tell somebody what's really going on in their life or tell them like what they really need to change a starts with the i come on call me out here some a, of that wait like in you need, not interpreter no no come on there's like you're saying, someone that like, tells them that they need to change something out of their life wait someone that yeah, tells but them it's, like, it's a it's an act it's like a, an act of this is such a, so embarrassing when people of- are no, listen, hear, hear me out, okay? When people are sitting, like, in a room and you bring a person into the room oh, who wasn't expecting it. No, not interrogation. It's it's called something else. Intervention. Oh, thank you. You're a queen. 
That's the word. I was, intervention. But interrogation was not very far off. Don't make me see. No, like, no. synonyms. They, no, no, no. It was Thank a synonym. You. you were close. I was Thank just you. looking for the specific word of intervention. If it's not an intervention, sometimes your brutal honesty is just not needed. If it's Period. not, you know what I mean? Like brutal, brutally honest people are just mean people who hide behind that that hide behind that word hide behind that statement like you're not you're just mm-hmm. me you're not brutally honest because sometimes yeah. being honest is different than being brutally honest like you could just take the brutal out and just be real just be honest and be like there's a nice there's always a nice way about saying something there's always a better way to say something just because you're too yeah. lazy to figure it out doesn't mean that you need to hurt someone's feelings at the end of the day though i need to be accountable with my actions because when it comes to like the people closest to me, meaning my sister and my brother <laughs> Thank and you. my mom and my dad, Hoy and Abo, are the you. only people that I am brutally honest with. Like, I don't even give them the time. I don't give the time or energy to like sugarcoat something. Like I will just say it as is. And I know mm. it's going to hurt their feelings, but sometimes I just feel like that's what friends are for. Go to your friends if you want someone to be, to give you a little bit of a sugarcoat and let you know, like, or go not just to your friends, because sometimes your friends will also just keep it straight with you. But like, Go to a colleague or an acquaintance in your life who you want to, if you want to hear a sugarcoat, like sugarcoated version of something or, or whatever perspective. But if you come, to, if you're my sister or my brother or my mom or my dad, I'm going to tell you straight up, no sugarcoat. And if it hurts, I'm going to be, the, it's okay because we're related and we share DNA. So we'll get over it. You know what I mean? But if it comes Agreed. to anybody else, I will never, ever be brutally honest ever. Like I will I always coming. make sure. I say it the best way possible. I'm so glad you said that because um, there was a video I saw. Obviously, it's like that one clip of Young Philly saying that like you like you got to be real to like the who you're closest with because like if you don't do it, like next man's gonna basically upset the person. Like your sister, for example. So it's like our sister. The sis- the scenario was sister came down in a dress, and I don't know. I don't like the way he worded it because I feel like people just like I don't know. He's just like oh sister came down in a dress and you know she looks like bigger in that blue dress and doesn't look like very like he said the word fat but like obviously like i think like i don't know i feel he like being way me, too just, brutal there he was being very brutal like the word i feel like the word fat was just like came out of his mouth a little too easily like that was a lot <laughs> um anyways he's like you know she looks like doesn't look as good in the blue dress then she does the red dress but instead of saying like oh you, instead of saying his real opinion he said like he will say something along the lines of like trying to be like oh but i think this one matches your eyes better and then she was like okay but like she'll still wear the dress that she wants to wear because he just said it but he's like you need to be real with your sister because if you think she looks a certain way then if you don't say it someone else is gonna say it you know what i mean mm, so like i don't know true. that was just that was just another perspective but I, it kind of goes along the same lines of you saying like closest what your closest inner circle is yeah i don't think i'll ever like, say like whether like someone if you look fat or you look some like i would be like oh that one just doesn't suit you i think you look better in the other one like i there's yeah you don't need like there are certain things like there's brutally honest and then it's just like why there was no need for you to add that adjective like that was just for decoration like you could have just said something you could have literally just said you do not look good in this one i think you look better in the other one that's honest i know and there's no brutality in that yeah and i think also like there's some it's weird to say but i feel like i think there's so there's words that like I think the connotation, like, it could be, like, for you may not mean, like, what it means. Like, for example, like, we're saying the word fat, like, it could mean, 
it may not mean anything to one person, but it may mean the world of a difference to someone else. If you put that verbiage, like that word fat next to their name, they're gonna be like, oh my God, like this is how they view me, this is how they see me. And like mm-hmm. once someone thinks that you see them a certain way, like I feel like that changes the entire game. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting kind of how like society has like phrased words. But I just think like at the end of the day, if it's like kindness and empathy go so much further take you so much further in life than i guess what we're talking about brutal honesty and everything like that like i think the world has kind of shifted from empathy and like it's so nice because when people see those videos people just putting themselves in other people's shoes and they're like being super sweet and they're doing and like i don't know when you just think about how like other people like i don't know people like you don't have the individual mindset having a collectivist mindset i think not all the time but being kind being empathetic towards other people goes so takes you so much further in life than kind of having a negative mindset because you get to wake up in the morning and yes it may not be like you may not have a blessed day but i think just get the fact that you get to live i think every day. day is a blessed day if you're if yeah that's that's, that's perspective you get to live another day alhamdulillah like god's giving you perspective a chance perspective is such a good it. word perspective yeah is perspective is huge Perspective is huge. And going back to our conversation regarding, um, I don't mean to go back, but regarding family members giving you uh, some honesty and perspective, um, I think it's important to realize, though, the people closest to you sometimes have the um, most impact in what they say and could leave a more lasting impression. And it can hurt more if they say something hurtful. So if I heard like someone call it, like my sister calling, like you call me fat in a dress, I know you don't mean it in a negative way, but it's going to play with my mental. So it's going to play with like what I'm thinking. So I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if you can call me fat, what can other people outside who don't care about my feelings or emotions call me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it's really important though, what, like going back to my accountability thing, like if I am being honest with my family I will never say in a hurtful matter I will make sure that I am Kate like I will make sure that I just say tell them to it straight like I'll be like hey that just looks bad on you I think this one looks way better on you and suits you more like that's just if there's a level of respect that you can give someone a honest opinion in without hurting them and with also making sure that you take into account their emotions and their feelings yeah, I also saw a video one time of someone saying, like, don't share your insecurities with other people. Like, it was very, it was an interesting take, and I never thought about it like this. It was like, don't share your insecurities and what you're insecure about to other people, because that could actually, like, then other people will think about it. Like, you know how as much as you think about your insecurities, someone else would also start, like, for example, if I said, like, I don't like the sound of my voice, for example. And I hope, I don't actually think that. I don't want everyone to think that I do because then they're going to be like, I'm not listening to this podcast or they're going to start listening to my voice. You have a great podcast. voice. It's soothing. Thank you. You know, my favorite thing is when you lose your voice and they get to lower your ass. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's good. What I will say though is um, I think it's very, it was a very interesting take because then it made you think that like, because then someone's going to be like, be like oh i i know you hate your voice but i think you sound great in this like babes yeah 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 that's always thanks for pointing giving out. someone yeah that's like i've the opposite of giving someone a backhanded compliment like you're like you basically are aware of what i don't know i feel like it's just it, it just shows how much someone actually 
cares and how much emotion, uh, not emotion, how much they actually care about you and what you might be insecure about could actually be something that somebody, I don't know, loves about you. And I think that's also a good perspective to have. And it goes back to our conversation of perspective. Perspective is so important. And Mm -hmm. to sum this up, just be a kind, it's not hard to be nice. It really is not. I think it takes more effort to be mean. I think it takes more effort to to look for hurt, for hurtful words and triggers to damage someone emotionally. Like that is, I, I don't understand. I will never understand that. I don't understand that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just be kind, be nice, care about people's emotions. This world is, you know, we're only in this world temporarily. This, like we say, yep. like, the, like, our, like I say all the time, like our, our people say this dunya is temporary. Yeah, and- no, I completely agree. So the next part I wanted to say was just a quick little, um, I know we talked about topicals not that long ago, a couple episodes ago, but topicals, we love you. We talk about you all the time. I want love to us give... back, please. No, please oh, love us heavy on the love us back. Because basically, I just wanted to give my honest review of the topical slick salvage because I've been seeing it getting very, very much hate on TikTok, Instagram, many social media platforms. However, I disagree with them all and the reason why interesting the reason why is that as someone who has had an eczema like eczema prone lips like they get mm, they do what they need to they be doing too much basically is what my lips be doing eczema prone i didn't know you can get eczema on, on your lips but i struggled with it for years anyways Things like besides Aquaphor is like the only thing that works for me. Summer Fridays, it was cute. I used that like honey oil one time from Jisui, whatever it's called. I thought, I thought it was Gisu. Jisui, you, you sound like speed. <laughs> Jisui. Anyways, I could be wrong. I've tried that. It worked, but like it was like it was it was it wasn't bad. Also, I don't think. I don't uh, my my most recent one broke so I was I was in a search for something new I wanted to do the summer Fridays but like I've tried it and sometimes it dries up my lips aquaphor was the only thing that works but you have to constantly reapply that babes that topical babes stays on like freaking glue they should have called it glue slick salve because it stays on and you would think like yes I get it it's sticky but as someone who constantly was super hyper aware of if my lips were moisturized I don't have it on right now. So if you're looking at me in the visuals, like if I put post this on TikTok, I don't have it on right now because I'm trying to find it. I must have dropped it or something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It stays on like freaking glue and it actually hydrates my lips. Like after the fact, some other things, some other like things are like make my lips look like I'm thirsting for freaking air. Like water. Like that's my lips look like after they're off. That's my <laughs> lips look like when they're like when they're done. But these fames. It doesn't look bad. Whole new level. Like it's manageable, and I love it. And sometimes and your lips you look have... good, and that's all that matters. Thank you. I'm actually gonna go find it real quick. But that's the last thing that was on my mind. I'm sorry to give you that whole spiel. No, but... no, I we appreciate that because I feel like we need a new perspective on what the lippies are saying because everyone and their mamas has a lippy. You know what I mean? They got we got Road by Haley Bieber. We've got. And she's actually, I think she's doing a great job. Her, her lippies are. I found it. I'm going to apply it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Her lippies are kind of cute because she does have some, some good ones. And I think other companies like 
um, what's it called? Saltaire try to mimic a little bit, do a little dupe action, but I don't think their dupes hit the same. Um, and then we have our classic summer Fridays. I'm a summer Fridays, brown sugar girl. Those one, that one, mm. I love it. It gives me the tint that I need and the color that I want. Um, mm. but it's not as long lasting as a classic Vaseline. So, um, oh, Vaseline. Well, that's what I have a tub of that I need to finish. And I also have an aquaphor in my bag. So petroleum jelly, whether it's an aquaphor or a Vaseline, I'm going to use it every night and keep these lips ready to go. You know what I mean? For what? Ready to go for what? For the pod, because they be moving a mile a minute. There you go. thought you were going to say something slick. Never that. Never. Um, um, but anyway, I want to talk about my scroll for a little bit. Okay, this girl, is not a classic scroll. This is a scroll from the TV from my Fios remote. I was scrolling mm. through the channels and I stumbled across the Grammys. And I have quite a few topics to discuss on the Grammys because one, award season has been interesting this year. Like, I feel like I have missed out slash not know what award show is coming up next because I, maybe I'm just not watching that much cable television but I, I'm i not aware of when like the Golden Globes we talked about that our first episode didn't know mm -hmm. they were going to be on they kind of surprised me um, and then the Grammys I didn't know were going to be on until Saturday like day when I'm like scrolling through my phone and I'm seeing some of my favorite artists like getting ready for the Grammys I'm like oh my gosh the Grammys are tonight so mm. I was like, let me tune in because I, I do enjoy the Grammys. I, 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 you know, have my favorite artists, have my girls that I was cheering for. And um, I just love to see the looks. I love the red carpet. I think it's always a vibe. So award season just it's I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me, but it's catching me by surprise this year. I'm not prepared. I like I'm not as like there's no built up excitement for it for me anymore. It's more so I'm like, oh, something to watch tonight. And secondly, I want to say, oh, unless you had something to add to that. No, no, I was, I, everything you're saying, I'm just in agreement with because award season, <laughs> it's just like, it's not award season as much as it would be. But then again, besides, like, let me, let me put my, my little taste onto maybe why award season has slipped away from me in particular. I'm just not in go. the, in, I'm not in the know of the shows. I'm not in the know of the, of the music recently. Cause you guys know my music taste is a very, I listen to every single thing from every other country. That's not American. Like it's eclectic. Not, I'm a very eclectic music taste. So I'm in everything, but I'm also in nothing at the same time because my music thing doesn't really rotate. Like I don't have like an artist I listen mm. to. I listen to anything, any type. Yeah, I'm a do. song girl. You're a yeah, girl. Yeah, I That's am a burnout girl. That's rotation. No, burnout will, will always be there. Burnout babe. I'm a burnout babe. Let me tell you. But <laughs> everything else though, like shows for example i'm not in the end like i'm watching reality tv shows and if i'm not watching it then i'm not watching anything at all movies i'm just not up to date with and i'm just i don't know like yeah it's, and I, it's, it's that's interesting why I, I don't know what what the shift was though i feel like that's for a lot of it's not just us i feel like it's for a lot of people that like we're not the only ones who did it like i have people who like my cousin didn't even watch the the grammys had no idea what it was going to be on our yeah. cousin, I'm sorry. Our, yeah, our cousin. You're turning into me, babes. Come on. 
I know we but, talked about individualism and collectivism at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I think we talked, I feel like we talked about every single episode because I feel like you call me out. For not. Anyways, what I was trying to get at <laughs> is, well, kind of harping on what you said. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that like streaming services started to like overtake. This is a conspiracy theory. I'm only reason why I'm saying conspiracy theories because there's no research to back this up. It's basically all from my brain. But I think it's because streaming services, especially in the beginning, like when people stopped using like Verizon, Fios, and Xfinity and all that, what are those called? Cable, you mean cable services? Yeah, cable services. When people stopped using ta- table services, cable services, they, um, <laughs> they ended up, I feel like this, that switch kind of, people started going on the streaming platforms. And yes, they would watch old shows, but like those shows aren't really on anymore. So then those shows aren't going to win a, a an Emmy, they're not going to win a, a Tony. They're not going to win a Oscar because well, those sh- no, it's I think it's Tonys and Emmys for TV shows. That's what the I Golden meant. Globes Ooh. and Globes. Yeah, sorry. But- Anyways, and then movies as well. You like watching old movies, so people are just only on streaming platforms. But now, recently, obviously, streaming shows like Netflix, Hulu have gone into the conversations of Oscars and, and Golden Globes and Emmys and Tonys. Tonys is Broadway, I think. So let me not do too much. Or it's no, musical theater, good. but is it? I, need to look that up. I don't know. Um, but I want to go back to the Grammys, though. I want to go back to that conversation because there's a lot that happened in one night. And mm-hmm. I also have beef with the Grammys because why are, not even just the Grammys, award shows in general, why are they always on a Sunday night? Why are they always... Um, Everything's on a Sunday like, night, I just don't understand. Like people have work in the morning. Why? And I understand like people want to, you know, do their own thing on Saturday, Saturday nights, and they want to keep that. And they know people are probably home on Sunday night. So everyone's watching, but start the show earlier because why am I closing my eyes when you're announcing album of the year? And I know I got work in the morning. You know what I mean? So I got beef with Sunday night award shows. The Oscars are on Sunday nights. I think the golden globes also were Emmys, all that stuff. Like let's, Let's try something different. Let's try an earlier time and, mm-hmm. you know, keep, keep us awake in there. Keep us, uh, like alert because I was, I was dozing off there with when people were, were announcing the most important, um, trophy of the night, award of the night. So that's my trophy. one, that's my other beef with the I, Grammys. Very true. I think, I think things are just easier to do on Sundays. Like there's just more capacity to book things, maybe like. The streets aren't the streets aren't crazy on Saturday on Sundays, you know. Everyone's home. They're they're thinking about work the next day. Like the kids are going yeah, to bed early. Yeah, parents are gonna be up. Like Yeah, but know. start it earlier though. Why are we starting it so late? Like why are we what? ending at midnight? Like I wanna we can end at like ten PM at a great time. You know what I mean? Solid time. Started at eight. Maybe did start that at eight. Started at about. six. You know, golden hour when people are on the red carpet, you know what I mean? Like things like yeah. that. I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel about start times. But let's get into the nitty gritty of the game of the Grammys. There was a lot that happened, and I want to give. I think the Grammys on Sunday was Miley Cyrus's night. There is no mm. other because she was the moment. Like people were talking about her red carpet look. People were talking about her hair. People were talking mm-hmm. about her performance. They were talking about mm-hmm. her, oh, her two. She's a Mrs. 
ooh, 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 oh, 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 Mrs. Living the Best of Both Worlds, Mrs. <laughs> it's a Climb, Mrs. Wrecking Ball, Mrs. He Could Be the One, Mrs. In the Club, High Up with Some Shape, Mrs. Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, my childhood. My childhood and she is said, a this is her first time. time. That was her first t- Grammy win, but she is, as of that night, a two-time Grammy award-winning artist. What Disney, what Disney Channel star? What Disney Channel star like her raised us like she did? I can't has a two-time is a two-time really award-winning did. Grammy. No, she she did raise us. No one. Who else? Kind of thing. Like no one. I, she. I, I was so proud of her. I was so proud of her. Like we witnessed her have her beautiful dis like Disney Channel star to a you know childhood actress turned crazy mm. to movie actress to the Miley mm. Cyrus we know and love now. Like she went through a lot, uh, and I'm just so proud of her because she was just someone like I was actually rooting for, along with many others. Like we know, I love my girl Coco Jones. She also yes. won a Grammy. I don't know what she won it for, but she won one. She won it for, um, it was like best performance. I think it was for ICU when she performed it for something, but, or I don't know. But are you? Oh, I know what you're talking. No. It could was... have been, no, it could have been. She was, I think she had a performance, one of these, like before one of these award shows. I don't know which one it was, mm. but she had a performance and she sang, I think she sang Whitney Houston. I could be wrong, but I think she did. Ooh. And I think she killed it. Um, well, and I, I don't know. Now I actually won one, one too. Our, our, our Somali brother, Adel Ken. He won. Yeah, bro. He I'm won. trying to think what he won it for. He won one. I don't won, know, one. One. Sorry, but we know. Um, <laughs> one, who one, else was one. a really notable? Oh, my girl Tyla. She won. Oh my god! Make but... me sweat. It was for the best art. Bro, let me tell you something. That song did sweep the nation, right? But then again, once that category was crazy good, like that was my category. Who else was in that quad? Was, was Rema there? Who else was in the African category? No, it was category? it was Burner Boy. It was the veto for Unavailable. It was I think Burner Boy for City Boys. I don't remember what song though. But and then also um, Ira Star, who she Rush. let me tell you something that oh. that girl cannot make a bad song like she generally every single song she has made easily in my playlist like that like i don't listen yes i always said i said i'm not like artist but like for her though i love her i love her babe she's mm-hmm. amazing and she's so young like i think she might be 20 or 22 like dude. 20. really because i remember she, her first one that her first yeah. album i listened to was 19 and dangerous and she, I was like, what does 19 dangerous mean? It's because she was literally 19. And I was like, dang. She's like doing the bro. whole, doing the Adele album album naming thing where she names it after her age. Yeah. But I think who else was a, a really important winner? Oh, best new artist. I th- Okay, I want to talk about this one for a little bit. Victoria Ooh. Monet. If you know me, you know, Um, I play that song maybe once or twice a day, sometimes when I'm working or in the mm. car, it's got to be somewhere in the playlist. But all my mama, all my hood, I look fly. Yep, that one. Yeah, she won Best New Artist. She is 34. I thought it was. I put that on my mama, on my. 
good. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it is that. Oh, okay. But it is that. Like, she just oh, also no, has that no, part no. in the song. That sample? She has sampled that song. Yeah, she has that sample in the song. Oh. But what I was gonna add, what I was gonna say was she's 34 years old and she has been in the industry for I think 15 years. She like moved to LA. She told her story. She moved to LA and um really worked from the ground up. Like she's the best new artist, but she's not one of these like kind of in contrast to Tyla, who's so young and had a song mm. sweep it like one song kind of sweep the nation and put everybody on to her. Um and kind she it also opposite of Olivia Rodrigo, who was an actress before she was, you know, this notable singer. She is the epitome of work hard and you will reap like work hard and you will reap the benefits. Like stay like just because you're not getting instant attention or instant um fame doesn't mean you're not doing what you should be doing. She did everything she should be doing and continued to persevere and continue to grow, to learn, to stick with it. And she finally got to like, got to her goal of winning a Grammy. Sometimes things that, things that are worthwhile take the most time. And she literally is the epitome of that. And I'm so proud of her for it. And I don't even know her. Like I'm telling her I'm proud of her, but like, it's so mm -hmm. inspirational to see somebody work so hard and finally get the credit that they deserve. Like that is a decade plus that she waited yeah. for that Grammy. You know what I mean? And she got the attention she deserves. So I'm happy for her. Even though my girl Coco was in the category too, but I'm happy that <laughs> I'm happy that Victoria Monet is the one who pulled it out in the end. Um, there's also another artist in that category, Noah Khan. Oh my no gosh, one. yes. Yes. Love I forgot what song yeah, this is. And but... I, oh, love it's the season and I. Yeah. Um, it was, yes. I saw my TikTok this morning that someone was saying, I need to stop like using what every time I say something, it's like TikTok is my reference, but that's how I like get so much information. Or, like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, it was funny because I saw this TikTok about this girl was like, I don't know who this Victoria Monet girl is, but this guy, like, no one should have won the category. Which then obviously plays into what Jay-Z was saying about the Oscars being subjective. What? The Grammys being subjective. And I tea. honestly, like, it is big T. But then again, like, every single year we talk about who's getting snubbed from this, who's getting snubbed from that, who's getting snubbed from this. Like, even think about the freaking, not, it talks about, it's not, not like this is uh the entertainment industry but like the Ballon d'Or like journalists from different countries vote for the winner you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah listen here babes like everything like but then it I get it because if you're putting like accolades like Grammys Oscars Ballon d'Or wins as like someone's equivalent to like how great they are obviously mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be it's a little bit it's hard to kind of put that on something or someone because it's subjective at the end of the day but it that is right yeah Everyone was not your winner is never gonna win you know it may not win and that's okay yeah. and that's okay and that's chain. okay but what i want to jump in and talk about though about jay-z is like let's just also not forget for anyone who didn't watch it um jay-z was also winning like a lifetime achievement or something dr dre some i don't know what the name of it is global he was winning a, i'm gonna look at it 
impact a global impact award yeah i think so i don't know but i don't think the the name is too important but he was winning a very big grammy he was probably given the most time on stage you know what i mean to Mm-hmm. speak about his maybe potential impact in the music industry but i think it's just so fascinating that he really did take that time to not only accept an award from the institution that he was literally ripping to pieces at the same time he went on that stage and he turned the attention he turned the attention to the artists who were potentially he's like like coven said you're gonna get snubbed Some of you Mm -hmm. are going to feel like you got snubbed. Some of you will actually get snubbed. Some of you are in the wrong category, like calling, Mm -hmm. just calling everybody out left and right. And then proceeded to talk about his beautiful, iconic wife, Miss Beyonce Knowles and said, I mean, it adds perspective to the conversation. He adds perspective to the conversation by discussing how she is the most decorated most uh, like most decorated Grammy award-winning artist in the history of the Grammys yet she Mm -hmm. has not won the biggest award award that there is to take home which is album of the year yeah and I think that I find that the so like if you really think about it imagine winning everything there is to win and some like she won the house category for Mm -hmm. that she you know is not known for doing Yet she still hasn't gotten. How do you have? How have you won record of the year, and probably whatever the other one is, single of the year or something like that, but still yeah. haven't won album of the year. The world may never know. Like, does that make sense? Like, how do you have? How do you have like the second and third most important awards, yet you haven't won the biggest one? And I think he, dra- yeah. he draws valid attention to it because did did our queen get snubbed? Probably. A couple times in the years past and it's it's very yeah. interesting and he calls it out and he ended it with saying he he said along the lines of mm-hmm. even outside of the music industry you can't he's like show up always show up keep showing up right which is good mm-hmm. in life you should show up in life show up to your job show up to school show up to practice sh- like keep showing up until they start calling you the ch- a chairman greatest of all time most decorated or something along those lines and then he said you feel me and walked out because he kept showing up and he finally got the credit that he deserved and he was once they start calling you goat once they're forced to call you goat they're forced to Mm -hmm. give you the most be the most decorated forced to call you the most talented because you showed Mm -hmm. up every single time and you major mark and that's what he's and then he ended mm. it with you feel me and walked off and that just gave oh me the God. same energy as <laughs> that gives you the same energy as when kanye walked off when he won his grammy and they were like um most of y'all were wondering what i would do if i didn't win i guess we'll never know like we'll they gave me know. the same vibes same, same energy. Me that, that yes, energy bro. and I was like, that's so like, that was such an iconic moment. And I think another iconic moment we do have to give credit to is Miss T T Swift, Taylor Swift winning album album. of the year. And also she wants, yeah, her iconically dropping her album, like announcement on stage, like legend, because Mm. what other prime opportunity is there? The biggest music stage in the world. And she goes, oh yeah, I'm also coming out with new music go off system good for you that is 
marketing genius. For her. Like she, she has the like the world at her fingertips. Like they, you know, everyone, she like, could say jump. There, people are asking how high. Like my Instagram story, like the the Instagram was spazzing out. Everyone was posting that story of the cover, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this woman, this woman. Yeah, because I guess also there was this the whole world. theory. Like I'm not gonna lie, like theories of being on the scene recently, like has made me now, like notice things. Like it's just obviously it's like obviously all, all of my Twitter feed, but tell me why. I there was a whole conversation like oh revenge she's redemption's like her next she's in redemption era like redemption's gonna be her next like reputation tour. like so out yep so I knew it was an R word right I knew it was something with an R it's okay um she's like that's gonna be next and then she ends up dropping a whole new album I guess she's been holding on to for the last like two years or something like that but you know what shock the world babes do what you gotta do like they don't know what to expect and here you are so I love but that that's for the- her. And I love that for her too. And this is going to be a slight hot take. And I mm, am not a Taylor hater. I'm not a Taylor hater. I actually love Taylor. I've like, uh, she's some music that I've also grown up on that I couldn't not hear it on the radio was on it. Like I'm gonna, our song is like that fearless Taylor was the Taylor that I knew. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I love Taylor. I'm not, I'm not a Swifty, but like, mm-hmm. I love her. Like she is good. She's what she's doing for herself and reclaiming her music and doing Taylor's version, I think is extremely powerful and honorable to mention that I think she does. She is a very smart woman and what she's, what she does, what she's doing for herself is incredible. So that is my preface, but I always see conversations like right after Taylor does something or whatever, a Swifty or somebody who says they're a Swifty would be like, Taylor's the greatest artist of all time. She is Pause. like bigger than Michael Jackson. She's bigger than Beyonce. And then I'm like, whoa, let's not do that. Like, let's not go yeah. there with Queen B and Mr. Michael Jackson. Like that, those, that is, un- first of all, Michael Jackson is untouchable territory to me because mm. that man, that man did what he did in an era where technology doesn't have the power that it does now social media doesn't have the power that it does now where you can see the numbers you like people were standing in line to buy his albums mm. outside you know what i mean people were dot ju- michael jackson's impact i think is not comparable because it wasn't like my mother in somalia was listening to his music There were people, there were children in Brazil listening to his music and people in all places, corners of the world were listening to Michael Jackson. If you showed them a picture of Michael Jackson as Jackson five, they're going to know who he is. If you show them Mr. Michael Jackson, white Michael Jackson, they're going to know who he is. Like everybody knows Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson was two races. Everybody knows that Michael Jackson was like in the Jackson five. There, there are certain things like you can't compare. Like he was an entire cultural movement push entity that cannot be touched. Like Taylor, two you are worldwide. <laughs> I know him for two races, but Taylor is worldwide to an yes. But like I promise you, I don't think somebody in Somalia can pick out Taylor Swift in a line of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when. I put that in, when I put it in that perspective, I'm like, Michael Jackson's kind of untouchable. 
Um, yeah. And maybe Beyonce is also like, a little untouchable. And I think Taylor's re- reaching untouchable, untouchable category because she is T Swift. She is she is the icon that she is. And I think no credit taken away from her. I do adore her. I love her. She is a superstar and probably one of the most famous people in the world. But just stop yeah. Swifties, please. Don't compare them to Michael Jackson. Don't compare her to Beyonce. Like they are all they're very different artists in different realms. And yeah. I think they all deserve the credit that they have, but they ha- currently have. Sorry. Anyway, that's my little spiel on that because I just felt like I needed to. Yeah, girl, let it out. That's what we're here for. But let's move on swiftly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to our I, point of view. Yes. How, why don't you take it away? Of course. Um. You know, my point of view today is after indulging in some cable TV, I just miss TV as kids because I don't know, maybe it was just us. It was such a privilege to watch TV. We were every, like we weren't allowed to watch TV from Monday to Thursday because we were in school. There was our school nights, but when Friday mm. came around, drop the bag in there like swimwear. at the door with the shoes, grab my snack go to the TV and just turn on, just change the channel to Disney. I was a Disney girl, not going to lie. And literally just watch whatever was on the Waverly Wizards of Waverly place. I'm there. Corey in the house. I'm there. Also want to add that whatever theme song I needed to memorize, I was singing. I was memorizing. I was there. But nowadays I I just feel like I'm not watching TV the same. I know a lot of people are probably thinking like, why did you guys not, like oh you what do you mean you couldn't watch tv during the week like the tv's there just turn it on your mom's probably like at work that's probably at work but no like we couldn't watch tv during the week because there was parental controls put on the tv there was one time this is your guys's a uh, fun little story time you're gonna get today there was one time we had a mm-hmm. tv in the basement right that we found out actually didn't have parental controls on so my sister and i of course we end up just going on the basement and we're just we're locked in whatever tv show we're watching we're watching it and next thing you know wait mom comes home but we didn't hear the garage open so we didn't act like fast enough so my mom comes home and she like comes downstairs realizes that we're watching the tv that was the last time that we could have watched tv during the week because now all the tvs have parts of controls on it and we didn't know the password so as much as you guys were like, oh, just turn the TV. There was one. There no was days. one time though. I did. I did watch Hoya enter the passcode on the remote and memorized it, and then she changed the passcode the following week. But I was able to at least get it in one time. No, we was. It it wasn't about how you're watching it. It was how you were gonna try to get to know the password so that you could watch it. Like that wasn't. I don't know. TV. It just. It was. It was. It was a. It was a. What is it, it called? It was a game. It was a game. Yeah. Survival it was, of the like, it was and we honestly i mean it worked out i mean i feel like we were always outside as kids so but when we got to watch tv of course like you're saying we're watching whatever we wanted to watch so i just feel like i'm not watching tv the same because i used to literally just turn it on like i would sit there i would watch the commercials like i would watch i mean i obviously have to blame binging culture i have to blame streaming services which i can't blame them because i'm extremely thankful for them but I just mm-hmm. missed TV as a kid because I didn't care what season I was on. I didn't care like 
what episode I was on. I was just watching something because it was funnier. It was good. Like Zoe 101, I would just watch whatever episode was on. And like maybe because they would obviously play in chronological order. So we were watching it in mm-hmm. order. So I didn't care. But it, the storylines yeah. just felt so impactful as a kid. Like there's the That's So Raven, Corey in the House, like Sweet Life on Deck, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Those shows were just so... There was they had that je ne sais quoi about them as a kid. And I even like the theme songs, like that's what really sold me was I just I don't know what it is about a theme, good theme song, but I looked forward to it. I got ready for it. I grabbed the remote, prepared myself for the concert of a lifetime. And um I don't know, that's what I really miss about watching TV as a kid. And there was just simple joys and such a blissful time of my life that I just regularly think about when I'm watching Real Housewives. I'm like, mm, doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Like if this was, was also if this was Sweet Life on Deck, I'd probably be shaking my butt dancing. No, but also it was with Disney. Like another thing with Disney was the Disney movies that kept coming out. And I remember when Camp Rock came out. Do you remember? Not just Disney Rock. movies. Disney Channel movies. Yes, Disney Channel movies, and it was Camp Rock. I remember so vividly. We had two friends that literally came to our house to watch the premiere of Camp Rock. And it was so funny because I remember that day I got into like a little, dis- it wasn't, a, I basically lied to my mom that day about something or that week or something. I think I brought something to school I wasn't supposed to bring to school. It was a whole thing. I lied to my mom and I remember we watched the Disney, the Camp Rock. I don't know if what you guys you watched bring? it. A but toy? I think I did bring a toy. I brought a toy to school that I wasn't supposed to bring and, or or something i think i think i either brought a toy to school or i used to always i think it was, it was a toy. such I think a I did pointless thing i remember too yeah so i brought a toy to school i remember but when i that young to bring a toy to school when did camp come out i don't know basically you, the story you were at the, least the, you were under 10 yeah i was kind of troublesome as a kid i was a mess as a kid bro that's all i could say but um <laughs> there was a there I basically lied to my mom and I remember we were watching Camp Rock and Hoy was like, they brought the, my two, I was friend, my friend, they were sisters as well. They came over and they ended up watching Camp Rock. They bought their veggie straws. We had a little, like, it was so cute. Hoy obviously watched it with us because like she was the, the parental control in charge, parental in charge. And I remember we went to, then we, we, we met her parents. We met their parents at the, um, at, at a restaurant after we finished watching the movie. It was a cute little day that we had. And then Hoy is like, the, our friend's mom was like oh like what was the movie about how was it and then the horror was like you know i really liked it like it was such a good movie like a really tough like because you guys know camp rock and then she basically lies to um she basically lies to what's their names oh the joe jonas in the film and says that she's like her mom is part of some crazy record label but she's not actually part of some crazy record label so the next thing you know she Hoya ends up catching up the plot is all about lying and she lied that it's not good to lie basically so my our friend's mom asked Hoya what the movie was about Hoya was like you know I really liked it first of all mind you she was probably asking us as kids what the movie was about but nevertheless we move on Hoya was like you know I really liked the movie it really taught the kids how not to lie and like dead stares at me and moves forward I was like girl like okay like i lied we, we gonna show the whole world we be friend what's up yeah like we can't talk about this back at the crib while we talking about this at the table 
you know, but oh my god, it was just funny. Yeah. That was just so like, Disney Channel. Movies, those movies are just very good. And I just really thoroughly enjoyed them and taught very good life lessons. Yeah. And Disney Channel movies, it just in general, like the way the builds up to the movies, like when you saw the 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 film strip dancing and the kids like on a skateboard doing cartwheels on it, it going into the shape of the Disney Channel. Oh, matched animations. Like I the creativity to have with that. It was mm, it just it, it not what's the word? It I don't know, it gave me Excited energy, you. it gave me life. It excited me like i was sitting there with like ready to take my first bite of the popcorn because i wanted to bite the popcorn at the beginning of the movie like that's when that's when it mm. happened like when cheetah girls 3 came out i remember the build up that we, that we talked about it all week long they gave you little like in the Every commercial one, they like, give they you like little all week long yeah the little snippets in the commercials like it was it was so good and then there was also um <laughs> halloween town all the halloween town movies those were good like um disney back like the kids just won't get that thrill anymore like i don't even know what's playing on disney these no, days like everything's so quick and so easily accessible. There's no patience yeah i can't watch a full show nowadays like one of my aunt right now is watching an hour-long show that has hour-long episodes and it's like four seasons long and there's like 17 episodes in a season like babes that's like attention I, spans not, have like, gone out the window exactly out i mean obviously wind. i think i could so yeah, I could persevere, but now my attendance span is just terrible. But let's go back to those. <laughs> no, days. but that's so, really I think my, that's literally it. Just I want to go back to a time where life was so simple and I was patient. I waited for the movie to come out. I waited through commercials. Like I even wa sat and watched commercials picking the toy that I want my mama to buy. I'm like, Hoya, call the number 1-800-432. I could buy an easy bake oven, call it Hoya. Like I used to love that. Those were my favorite, favorite emotions as a kid. I don't know why I said a country accent, but favorite emotions. But let's, I feel like we have dragged on a lot in this episode, like episode just talking about the Grammys and talking about our childhood. We also started mm -hmm. off very strong with Holden's extremely insightful conversation about black history and, you know, just the power of education, education. and the education system. But I want to leave this episode with this. Like, I want to leave the episode with a message to just take the picture because I, I don't care who's in the room. I don't care what the picture is for. Take the picture, capture the moment because it's your life. This is your story and the history that you're capturing. You know what I mean? For yourself. So always take the picture. Don't like the people who are around you, where, wherever you are, wherever, whatever moment it is. And you want to look on it, look back at it and laugh, do it because Whatever embarrassment you feel for those 30 seconds, I promise you the lifetime of laughter that would follow just from viewing that picture is so much better and it feels so much better. And it's a mo I, I just, I, I'm such a big person on capturing the moments and capturing those, those times in your life where you want to laugh, where you want to, um, remember it the most. So take the picture. That's the message I want to leave you with because I just, I love it. And I think your camera roll can tell a story about your life. So 
don't miss out on those moments. A hundred percent. And I just want to harp on that and kind of emphasize that point that I also agree with sharing the moment, capturing it. And I also just think capture it for yourself, capture it for your closest friends and family. Like it doesn't, it's not a way for you to necessarily show off, but it's to remember. I think we live in such, we live in like a beautiful world that was created by big man upstairs. Like, you know, let's not, let's not let these moments get forgotten. I think it's also to get these are moments that you can share with future generations, your future kids, your future grandkids. And think about all the photos we are able to look at from our parents, what our parents, our grandparents were able to do in their lives. And I think we, we want to be able to tell a story with our lives. So why not do that through photos? So, and videos. <laughs> I've been Awa. And I've been Holden. And we've been Think Twice. See ya. Bye.